trust that you are well tonight. We are making inroads into this camp meeting. Last night was a very special night. The Lord ministered to us in a very special way. special word Dardema which God uses to induce into a state of production we were talking with Pastor Raphael and he unveiled the methodology for inducing Tardema and how we can be induced by the Spirit of God into that state. You know, there are graces that are released, but within those graces, there are also laws and spiritual principles that are observed to make that grace functional. And Pastor Raphael, by the Spirit of God, discovered the methodology of Tardema, how to be induced. Well, you're going to have to wait <laughs> until tomorrow to find out. Let me, before we continue, rebuke some of you. There are some of you who take and don't regard the morning sessions. Let me warn you. Let me warn you right now. If you have not been taking these sessions seriously, it is the same as not taking this whole camp meeting seriously. There's nothing you get out of it. You're wasting your time. If you say, no, I'll wait for the evening services. I can't in the morning service. You're wasting your time. You, you should not be a participant in these camp meetings because these camp meetings are designed in such a way that there are morning sessions and there are evening sessions. So if you take one or over the other or prefer one over the other you're wasting your time and you shouldn't even be watching the night services because the lord said to us you and pastor Raphael." so there's a reason why we've been instructed to do these things and if you have preferences in this camp meeting. Forget it. Pack your bags and leave. There's, there's absolutely nothing that's for you here. Because you must learn. You see, one of, the, one of the reasons why God's people fail, God's people fail in life, is because 
they don't learn how to follow instruction. They are good at following instruction in Egypt, but not in the kingdom. Like these boys of mine here, they don't listen. And you know, you get to a point, just like what the Spirit of God says, my spirit shall not always strive with man. You get to a point where you say enough is enough. Because you can only bear so much with people who don't have ears. And it's the same with you. If you don't have ears to listen to the instructions that we give you, then you don't deserve to be here. You shouldn't be here. Don't waste your time. Because as we said, we're not here to play games with you. We're not here to pass time. We have a mandate, we have an assignment from the Lord Jesus Christ to deliver God's people into the inheritance. If you don't care about that, hey, do your own thing. Live your own life. And I'm saying this to caution you who don't take the morning services seriously. Because so much of what we do here, the foundation is laid in the morning services. And if you have no regard for that, they don't show up here. Don't show up here. Because we, we'd, we'd, rather, we'd rather have two, three people who are serious participating then, then the whole majority of you are not serious. What are you doing here? And then you want God to bless you? You want God's blessings to be evident in your life? Don't be a fool. Don't act foolish. There are things that are more serious in life than what you're chasing after. If, if, throughout these 40 days, let me tell you, if you have been prioritizing other things above this, forget it. Why must the angels of God be serious, be intense toward you, and you're cold, you are indifferent, You know what the Lord said? These people, they worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. So don't waste your time, don't waste our time. One of the things you need to learn, God's people, is to follow instruction. If you're going to get anywhere in the kingdom, if you're going to go anywhere in God, if you don't know, if, if instruction, spiritual instruction don't matter to you, you must know that your foundations in life are not strong enough to handle the building that God wants to build. Because that's the foundation. Paul says, command, command them. So we're not here to enter a debate with you, a democratic conversation with you. No. 
We are here to lead you. We are here to guide you. Except you don't recognize our leadership. If you don't, listen, let me tell you now. Let me tell you now before we continue here. If you don't recognize my leadership, Pastor Raphael's leadership over your life, right now, from your heart, I'm telling you now, if you don't do that, go find yourself another church. Go find yourself another ministry. Because we are not going to go forward with people who defile the temple of God, who defile the work of God. You are like, you are like those, those who, 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 who cause the word of the Lord not to be fulfilled. God says to Joshua and Israel, you will have victory. But when they go to war, they lose. Because there's somebody harboring disobedience, harboring sin. We're not about that. We're not about that. We want people who are serious. That's what the Lord said, build me an army. And we don't have time for sissies, for those who break ranks. So follow instruction. Hallelujah. Follow instruction. It is for your good. It is for your good. I'm saying this because there are some of you sitting there watching us, but in your hearts, you don't regard our authority. You only regard it when it pleases you, when it is to your advantage. You won't go far in life. I'm warning you, you won't go far in life. There are things you can hide outwardly. But when it comes to things of the heart, listen, we are prophets. We are servants of God. God has given us, God has equipped us to know the secrets of man's heart. So if everybody... And if God's word is going to be fulfilled now, everybody must in, be in the boat. Otherwise, you cause harm for all of us. It's like what Paul said when the angel of God appeared to him. He said, no, not, don't let everybody, anybody go out. And the captain didn't regard. And much harm was caused. Needless harm. We're not about that. So make sure that you are always tuning in the morning sessions. It is for you. This thing is for you. Who do you think it's for? Is it for us? We would be on, we could be on holiday right now. It's not for us. It's for you. Pastor Raphael wakes up 3 o'clock every single morning, 4 o'clock, the brethren gather and they preach and they teach and they go after teaching, they go and edit the work so that you can get it published. And you want to tell us about your job, your work? Don't play games with us, child of God. Don't play games with us. And I'm talking to you, Holy Spirit, the medical uh, brethren. I'm talking to you. Don't play games with us. Because we are not here to play games. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Like I said, it is important that we heed instruction. You know, in 2016, when we came back from the United States, I remember, and at that time, the Lord had given Pastor Raphael and Pastor Deborah certain prophetic words. And in 2015, so 2016, those words continued. So in June, we went to the United States. We came back around August. No, we came back around July. But when July, we came back August, yeah. So when we came back, we had a meeting. I still remember. And in the meeting, there were many people, and we were ministering to them prophetically. And when it came to Pastor Deborah, I heard the Lord say, she is instrumental to the fulfillment of my word in their lives. But she must sing. She must worship. I still remember that day very clearly because I looked at Vida and I said, she's the one that's keeping things delayed. And the Lord kept emphasizing, sing. Tell Deborah to sing. Tell Deborah to worship. And that was 2016. And part of the instruction uh, was to worship and there were some other things that I can't call to memory at this moment but from 2016 to 2017 God had given a specific instruction that Pastor Deborah ought to see so here we are with Vida throughout those two years almost every single day we are investigating how is this thing going to happen? Searching the scriptures. How is this thing going to happen? How is this thing going to happen, Lord? And we talk for hours. So I remember the year when the word of the Lord was to be fulfilled. We didn't know that. All we knew was we were close. 2016, we were close. 2017, we were close. 2018, we were close. We knew we were close. And I remember that year in March, yes, first week of March, we had gone to the, I think it was the South Coast. Yes, the South Coast at the, right at the border of Eastern Cape and KwaZulu-Natal because the Lord had instructed us to go and pray there because of certain visions that I had seen. So we went to the south coast. So we arrived there uh, in the night. Two o'clock in the morning, we drove. We took a three-hour drive right to the south coast. That's March. Went into the south coast. We we'll get there around four o'clock. We started praying for about three, four hours. 
and then we come back. So when we come back, I still remember, we started having discussions about Luke 16. And that discussion continued probably for, I think it was three months, every single day. Because we read Luke 16, and we were like, Lord, what are you trying to show us here? Because there's something we noticed about unrighteous mammon. But we didn't understand what the Lord was really communicating about unrighteous mammon. And we stayed with the word. And we stayed with that. Because Luke 16 is actually the scripture that opened us to the fulfillment of the word of God. And we stayed with it. We stayed with it. We stayed with it. Remember in 2016, Lord said, tell Deborah to sing. We stayed with it. And in 2018, that word came again. Tell Deborah to, to sing. Tell Deborah to sing. And then the Lord said to Pastor Raphael that go stop prospecting. In other words, the Lord said to him, stop working. That moment, he had bills to pay, he had a wife to feed, he had children to feed, he had a house to take off. But the Lord said, stop working. And we were busy with unrighteous memo until the light came. And when that light came, I remember the month before things changed. We were busy with, I think it was Matthew 6, seek first. And we realized that God said, from seek we are to demand the kingdom. So we don't know, we didn't know then what we knew now. All we knew was God has spoken and this thing has to happen. So everybody did their part. We kept searching, we kept waiting, we kept doing what God said we must do. Pastor Raphael kept doing what God said he must do. Pastor Deborah kept doing what God said he must do. And now here you are, cruising, obeying no instruction, obeying no command, and you think fulfillment is coming. <laughs> oh, God's people. So, it was... June, then came June. Yes, yeah, so the words about stop prospecting, they came about April, May. Then came June. Then came July. July the 18th. 18th or 19th. It was a Saturday. I was praying, so I didn't see... Pastor Raphael's call. I didn't see it as I was praying. So around about half past nine, I saw it. I was done praying. I called, I called him. And then he said, Vida. <laughs> oh my God. He said, Vida. It's done. The Lord came through. I said, no. What do you mean the Lord, the Lord came through? He said, the Lord 
came through. <laughs> what do you mean? He switched the call to video call. And then he showed me the screen. <laughs> you know what the Bible says? When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. It was exactly that. I couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. Pastor Deborah couldn't believe it. We were stunned. Vida much more so. But what God spoke had come to pass. What God said was going to happen had happened. Not only did we hear, but we saw and we handled of the word of promise. And now, those very same instructions are coming back to us. They are coming back to us. And you, 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 you saw on the slide when the Lord said, Your wives must sing the songs of the Lord. The very same instruction. And now, bless God, it has come with much more revelation. We know much more than what we knew back then. Back then we were groping in the dark. But now, God has given us this thing to its finest detail. You listen to these morning uh, sessions, you realize that this thing has been brought to its finest detail. You are yet to see God's manifestation of prosperity in your life. And you are acting like you know it all. The people that are talking to you, trying to teach you, trying to get you there, have seen a taste of that which the Lord is trying to bring you into. And you act like you, you act like Korah. No, we are all servants of God. We, we all serve God. Moses is Moses, but we, we also. Sharp Cora. Continue. Continue. Let me read you Luke 16, and then let's discuss certain things, and then we release the grace that we are to release uh, this evening. Remember, I saw 10 days of judgments, and they are taking place. Mathred Plugosata, Shaladran Zegredila. Luke chapter 16, where are your Bibles? Luke chapter 16. Are we there? 
Let's read verse 8. So the master commended the unjust steward. You, you will read this whole thing by yourself, okay? So he said, the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. Jesus, he had dealt shrewdly for the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. So the sons of this world know something about operating in this world, in the system, than the sons of light do. Because Jesus uses a word, he, he, a shrewd, a prudence, a witness to them that the sons of God do not have. Because the sons of God are like, always oh, bless the Lord. Oh God, help us. Oh God. Do you see the sons of the world doing that? Crying out, begging to God? When it comes to life, when it comes to this world, they deal shrewdly. So he's saying there's a wit they have that we lack. A wheat that is commendable. It's commendable. A prudence that they have that is commendable. That we, as sons of the kingdom, do not have. So he says, and I say to you, this is Jesus, make friends for yourself by unrighteous. You see, the Lord could have said, make friends for yourself by memon. But he was sure to include the unrighteous part. He said, make friends for yourself by unrighteous memon. In other words, use unrighteous memon to make friends for yourself. So uh, unrighteous memon is instrumental in making friends. So he says, that when you fail, he did not say if, he said when. That means in the system, in the world, you will fail. But he says that what will help you is unrighteous memon. If you have a wit, a shrewdness with unrighteous memon, he says you, when you fail, you may be received into an everlasting home. That is big. Jesus says, your way into an everlasting home is through memon. And you, if you read the context, you will see that this is related to riches. So he says, unrighteous memon is the key. Unright <laughs> okay, let's read verse 11. Verse 10 says, who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. So according to Jesus, there is the least that you need. And, and he says that unrighteous mammon is the least. So if a child of God cannot act 
exercise shrewdness or wit in unrighteous mammon. He must forget the much. So he says, he who is faithful in much. Here he's not talking about, <laughs> hey, he's not talking about, uh, 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 how, how can I use this? He's not talking about ministerial issues. He's not talking about ministry. Because most ministers, because they cannot justify what the Lord Jesus Christ said, because they can't seem to put together or understand what Jesus is really saying. They bottle this thing down to ministry. They say, no, if you are not faithful in, in, in ministries, this is ministry. No, it's not ministry. It's about unrighteous mammon. Unrighteous mammon really is the key into the true riches. Is the key into accessing your wealth, your prosperity, your inheritance. God's people will never enter into their inheritance if they do not understand the role of unrighteous mammon. So he says, Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? The Lord said to us that this year, 2022, will be a year of prosperity. The year of the true riches. And Jesus is posing a question to us that if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, more humble like a righteous mammon, He's not talking about the money you get from your job. Because those are wages that are gotten righteously. He's not talking about work. He's talking about unrighteous mammon. He's talking about sectors, participating in sectors in the world that are regarded as being, uh, uh, what you call, as being fronts or faces of unrighteous mammon. He says, if you're unfaithful, he says, who will commit, who, who will commit to you your true riches? <laughs> Who is 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 prosperity gonna fall down from heaven? Is it gonna come down on your life from heaven? Is God gonna open the heavens and pour gold upon your life? How do you think that the true riches, that the true prosperity is going to come? How do you think? Think about it. How do you think it's going to come? Because Jesus said, if you are not faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust true riches? You see, beloved, the kingdom of God operates on some sort of transactionary system. It's a give and take. So God has things 
in his kingdom which are spiritual or which are valuable that we as his children require or need to live in life. But because of the system by which the kingdom operates, they won't just come to you. The thing is going to have to be transactionary. You're going to have to buy whatever it is that God has promised you. So there is nothing from God that will materialize or be fulfilled in the life of a Christian, especially as it relates to prosperity and wealth. You must redeem it. You must buy it. You must purchase it. It won't just come to you. And you must purchase it using unrighteous, oh God, unrighteous memo. Let me show you this thing. Hallelujah. Uh, Matthew. Matthew chapter number. Thirteen. Matthew chapter thirteen, verse forty-four. Again, the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus is describing how the kingdom of heaven works, how the kingdom operates. So we all agree that we are kingdom children. We are children of the kingdom. We belong to the kingdom of God. Now, there's a way that the kingdom works when it comes to treasure. Pastor Raphael made reference to how the heart is the place from which everything is produced. And to understand the operation of the heart is to understand how all provision manifests. Now, there is a way the kingdom works, and it is transactionary. So Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden. Remember, yet last night, we spoke about God saying he will give us hidden treasure, hidden riches, or the treasures of darkness. Remember? And Jesus now is saying that the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. So the kingdom of heaven is like what? Treasure. Treasure that is hidden in a field. <laughs> hidden in a field. In other words, you must find it. So he says, it is hidden in a field which a man found. So he's describing how a man functions in the kingdom. Is hidden which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, for what? For joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has. Notice, he found the treasure in a field, but the field is not his. He found the treasure in a field, and because he wanted it, he what? He hid the treasure, and then because of the joy, what did he go and do? He went and sold all 
that he now you understand why Jesus said to the uh, rich young ruler go sell all that you have and follow me the rich young ruler left before Jesus finished his statement because after the rich young ruler left the disciples asked him then what what will we get then and Jesus said no man who has given all for me and the gospel will not in this life receive a hundredfold that means selling all to follow Jesus is a transaction that you enter into to what? In order for you to qualify for the prosperity, the gold, the houses, the treasure that is in the kingdom. So the reason why many of God's people have not received of the kingdom, have not received of the treasures of the kingdom, is because God's people have not sold anything of their own to purchase. Now he's not talk he's talking about how the kingdom functions. And here he's not talking about what? He's not talking about prayer. Because when it comes to wealth, when it comes to prosperity, prayer is excluded from the equation. There are laws that govern that in the kingdom. And he told he, he shows us and says, he goes and sells all that he has. And he does what? He buys that field. So if you want treasure, you must what? You must buy it. If you don't have the money to buy, what must you do? You must sell all you have to buy the field. So the word they buy is an interesting word. Because the word they buy actually means a marketplace. A place of business, a place where business, I almost coined this uh, 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 today's uh, uh, teaching, uh, uh, the business of wealth. But when I further studied it, I noticed that it is in the market where people go to redeem what they desire. So the kingdom operates on a transactionary system where if you want the treasure in the kingdom, you must buy. He, he, he says this. Look, look what he says as, 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 it go, as it goes down. He says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold. You see, at this time, what is, what is the treasure? The treasure is the word of promise. The treasure is the what? The treasure is the prophetic words that God has given you. And he says, this pearl is of great price. He went and sold all that he had and bought it. He bought it. He bought it. So even God knows if he wants anything from this dimension, he must buy it. Do you know that the Bible says that we were bought? That every Christian today was bought with a price. So there is a price tag on your soul. There was a price tag on your body. And if God wanted your soul, God had to buy it. God had to redeem it. So how did the man redeem the treasure which he hid? 
And where did he hid it? In a field, in the earth. He bought it. And we know, based on our revelation, that the earth is the heart. And how to bring forth that treasure in the heart? He says, you buy it. After having done every single thing we've taught you, he says, you buy it. So there is true prosperity that if you want to have access into, you must buy. It's not free. The Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and understanding and knowledge. Oh well. How did Solomon become wise? How did Solomon become rich? He bought it. The very same person who told us to buy the truth, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, he bought it. How did he buy it? With a thousand burnt offerings. And in, in, the, in the two appearances that God gave to Solomon, it was preceded every time by offering. Every time God appeared to Abraham, he built an altar and he offered. What was he doing? He was buying what was promised. How did God say that, I, I mean, how did God prove what Abraham said of him? He said, prove it. God said, okay, buy. Buy. <laughs> Glory to God. He said, what? Buy. So we can see that in the kingdom, there is no take, take, take. If you're going to come to the marketplace, you're going to have to transact for it. Let's find out if what I just propose is true or not. Can we find out? Let's find out in Revelations chapter 3. God has shown us the way. God has shown us the way. Revelations chapter 3, verse 17. Because you say, I am, what did they say? I am rich. I am rich. These are false riches. False rich riches that were not acquired through the instrumentality of Jesus. Through the channel of Jesus. He says, because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. <laughs> 
and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. You know, there are many Christians who are at this dimension of life. Then Jesus said, this is what Jesus says. I counsel you. I counsel you to do what? To do what? I counsel you to buy from me. So Jesus sells gold. Jesus is selling prosperity. Jesus is selling wealth. Jesus says, I counsel you to buy from me. So Jesus runs a marketplace. Jesus runs a business for making men wealthy. He runs a business for making men rich. If you read Haggai, he said, the gold and the silver is mine, says the Lord. But do you know that though the gold belonged to God, legally, it was still in the hands of Satan. When Jesus came as a man, when Jesus came as a man, the only ways he could have rights into the riches. Remember, remember this child of God. Satan can only function by the word that he steals. Everything in creation functions by the word. The sun, the moon, everything, angels, even devils function by the word. They need the word in order for them to function. That's why the Lord created an allocation for the devil to be able to access the the hearts of those who don't qualify for the word to be planted in their hearts because of their unbelief, because of their lack of understanding, because they cannot handle persecution, and because of the deception, is, deception of riches. So every single person who fails the test, Satan can take that word and use it. So Satan has been functioning since the fall of Adam by the word that God gave Adam. That is what gave him the rights to exercise authority and create kingdoms in the earth. And those kingdoms possessed glory. So they had glory, and we know from the scriptures that glory many times refers to riches and prosperity and wealth. But those who, the wealth and the glory that he has, its origin is from the word. So unrighteous mammon actually comes from the word. The spirit of mammon only controls it in order to hold men in bondage. But righteous mammon really is an offspring of the word because Satan is functioning by the word that God gave Adam. That's why unrighteous mammon is important in order for us to access true riches. So when Jesus came, he was not running a business of making men rich. He had to buy that business. Remember what Satan said. He said, all these things are given unto me. I feel the presence of God's spirit. Even Satan said, this all is given to me and I give it to whomever I want. So Satan said, worship me and I'll give you all these things. And Jesus says, no, I know how to buy it. And I don't need to worship you to buy this thing. There is a way. 
So finally, Jesus did, my God, he finally got that business of making men rich. Question, is Satan making men rich today? There are men truly who are made rich by Satan. But there's a problem in the kingdom because there's a mystery. And bless God, by his mercies upon us, he has opened a mystery to us. We understand that Jesus is in the business. He runs a marketplace. He runs a business of making men wealthy. So he tells the church, forget all these fake riches. Buy, come buy, come buy, come buy, come buy, what? Gold from me. So Jesus is a seller of gold, is a merchant of treasure, is a merchant of Glory to God of prosperity and wealth. He sells it. So when the Lord said to you, this will be your year of prosperity, what was he doing? He was offering you. He was making a presentation. He was telling you, hey, there's gold available. There's prosperity available, but you have to buy it. You have to buy it. It's not free. It's yours, but it's not free. Hallelujah. So Jesus says, come buy from me gold refined in the fire. L look at it. That you may be rich. And then he says, come buy. Vida, that's what, that's what it opened for me. That's what that teaching in the morning opened for me. He says, that it might, and, and, and buy white garments that you all these things jesus is selling jesus is selling gold jesus is selling white garments do you want to be pure hallelujah do you want to be clean do you want to walk with him he says do what buy it do you want riches he says buy it do you want prosperity he says buy it he says white garments that you may be clothed and what? Anointing. It says, come by anointing. Hallelujah. And buy anointing for your eyes with eyesalve that you may see. You want to see more in the spirit? Buy. You want to see more in the dimensions of the spirit of God? He says, buy. God is selling your Eve. He's selling your wealth. He's selling your prosperity. And he says to you, come buy it. Now, you see, they should not have used the word buy because I told you the word buy actually means a marketplace. But the root of that word actually means something. It means to redeem. So Jesus was saying, come redeem from me gold. That means come buy it again. So this is by right, something that is yours, but somewhere along the line, it, you, it got lost. And Jesus said, hey, I have it. Come buy it again. Come redeem gold. Come redeem white garments. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So treasure and heart always go together.
<laughs> Tonight God said we must release grace after we speak to you here. We're going to release grace. Garments are bought, are redeemed. Well, how did Jesus buy, buy that gold? Let's find out. Because the same way he bought the gold is the very same way that you and me are to buy this gold from him. Question. Did he buy this gold through, by praying? Did he buy this business by praying? Did he buy this business by fasting? <laughs> you know how he bought the business? He worshipped. Jesus worshipped. What did Satan what did Satan say Jesus must do in order for him to get the kingdom? Jesus worshiped. What is worship? Worship is sacrifice. So Jesus is a is a merchant of gold. Because he purchased it with a sacrifice. Revelation chapter 5. Verse number 9. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. So he's worthy. Do you see that? He is what? He is worthy. He is what? Worthy. Because, why is he worthy? Because he was slain. Because he was what? He was slain. He was offered to the slaughter. Let's read verse uh, 12. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive. Why was he slain? Why was he offered? Why was he slaughtered? Why was he killed? He was killed. He was slain. He was a sacrifice. He became a sacrifice to receive power. To receive power. There it is, riches. So do you see how Jesus bought back the glory of Adam, the riches, the wealth, the gold? See how he bought it back? He sacrificed. He offered. So in the spirit, in the kingdom, offerings sacrifices are equivalent to buying i will repeat in the kingdom offerings 
sacrifices are equivalent to buying. Now look at your life, child of God. Look at the time since you were a Christian. Here we are talking about provision. Look at how many times God's provision, God's promises have been fulfilled in your life. Some of you are vomiting their speed now because you have no answer. Because you can't recall. Most works of God in your life happen in your body. There are no material provision. The blade is not showing up. Never mind the corn. Ask yourself why. Ask yourself why. And you see, after Jesus bought or redeemed these riches, they became grace. They became grace. Question, do you have access to this grace? Do you partake of this grace? Does God provide for you? Is there supernatural provision in your life? Do you see the prosperity of God revealed in your life? Do you see illumination in the revelations of God in your life? Is your spirit quickened? Is your soul quickened? The soul was bought with, with a price. The soul was bought with a price. That means the soul responds to transaction. It, respo it responds to transactions. What shall it profit? Profit. Profit. Profit a man that he should gain the whole world and lose his soul. He said he was slain. And what was the offering price for the riches? It was the blood of Jesus. So I said to you, because of his blood, we have what? Been made inheritors, heirs of the promise of riches. But for that reality to become experiential in your life, it is grace that you must receive. But you can only receive it the same way that it was purchased. You must buy it. How? With offerings. How? With sacrifices. You see, modern Christianity has taught God's people junk. Because the ones, the preachers, wanted to uh, enrich themselves. Junk. Let's read Malachi. And then, this is Jesus' revelation. I will show you now before we pray, Paul's revelation. What Paul says about 
buying gold from Jesus that you may be rich. But let's let's read Malachi. Verse 3, he will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. If, if, you, if, you, if you watched this morning's uh, meeting, you, you'll, and you'll know what it is to offer an offering in righteousness. Because to offer an offering in righteousness, you must be clothed in garments of righteousness. And all this takes place in the heart. So this is in reference to the heart. What goes on in your heart? Is your heart clothed with righteousness? Is your heart clothed with a garment of humility? So he says... Verse 4, then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord, as in the days of old, as in former years. And then he says, I will come near you for judgment. That's why the Lord asked me to speak on this tonight before we minister. Because he says, there are certain judgments that cannot be carried out on you because you owe God. So the angels are ready to carry out judgments, but, but there's, there's no judgment order given for you in that area. So the Lord is far away from you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against sorcerers, against adulterers, against perjurers, against those who exploit wage earners and widows and orphans. And against those who turn away an alien because they do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. Ask yourself, is sorcery in your life being judged? Is witchcraft in your life being judged? Is satanic thievery in your life being judged? You must know if it is not judged, it, it is either one of the two. You have not offered your offerings of righteousness or your offerings are not yet pleasant to the Lord because they are lacking in righteousness. So they are not offered with the appropriate garments and they are not offered with the appropriate order. Because for them to be pleasant, the one offering them must what? Must be clean. Must what? Be clean. Of what? Of filth. What, what protects you is the garments. And secondly, he must have his hands clean. He must have that offering rubbed, anointed. And thirdly, nothing rises to the Lord without a song. And what is the part of the man that sings the song is not the mouth, is the heart. The heart is what sings the song to the Lord. So all this thing is happening in the heart. 
the clothing of the garments of righteousness, the anointing of the offering, and the rising of the offering. So if righteousness is missing, your offering is not pleasant. If that, if that offering is not rubbed, is not rubbed, is not laid hands on, it can't be pleasant. The Bible says, here men receive tithes, but up there, it is, is what it is written. It is witness of him what, who receives tithes. Jesus receives tithes through us. So when the offerings come, they are rubbed, they are anointed. But then he said, in your heart also, there must be something. There must be a song, a melody, which is the vehicle, the transporter of the offering. That's what makes the offering of the Lord pleasant. But Raphael will continue there. And that's what causes what? Judgment to come near for you. Let's continue. For I am the Lord and I do not change. So God is not the God of the Old Testament. He's not the God of the New Testament. He's the same God. He has not changed an iota. <laughs> Then verse 8, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. What? Yeah? In what? So God said, you have robbed me. So no child of God can expect and should expect any fulfillment of a prophetic promise if he is a robber. If you are a robber, and you see, when you... <laughs> when you... You seek God's promises, God's fulfillment of his word. And you can do every other thing. But if those three things are not measured and are not met, what you will find is that the believer will not be faithful in tithes and offerings. People who don't worship God, people who don't sing to the Lord, Rarely give. Because that thing circumcises your heart. Worship circumcises your heart. You see, offerings are the physical form of the spiritual worship that we do with our singing. And God says, in tithes and in offerings. I told you, how do you buy gold from Jesus? In offerings. With sacrifices. Then he says, 
Number nine, you are cursed. What a curse. For you have robbed me. So what is the reward of the robber? What is the reward of a robber? Because if you don't pay tithes and offering, you don't worship. You are not a worshiper. You are not a worshiper. And the Bible says, God demands true worshipers. He demands them. True worshipers. So if you are not a worshiper, forget the rain. Forget the herb yielding if you are not a worshiper. For the ground to respect you, for the earth to respect you, you need to become a worshiper. <laughs> if your life would, would be filled with evidences of Tardema, you're going to need to learn to worship. Verse 10, bring all the tithes into the storehouses that there may be food in my house. Offerings and tithes are instrumental in the building of the temple. So the stone, you are, the, Bible says, the Bible says you are the temple of God. So if God is building you, he is not using my stone. He's going to use stones that you have what? That you have bought. That you have purchased. God can't build you with another man's offerings. He says, tell them to bring offerings that they may build me a sanctuary. That's why most of God's people are going nowhere as it relates to this prosperity. Because they don't understand. They don't know. So they think they can deceive God. They can mock God with their prayer actions, with, with their faith. No, you must be a worshiper first. It says that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven. So the opening and the closing of the windows to bring the rain, to bring the blessing is dependent on what is unlocked by your worship. So the heavens will not give their rain if there's no worship. So we have people who have heaven shut over them. Begging, waiting, expecting for promise to be fulfilled. Where? How? He said, the word that goes forth out of my mouth, it is like the rain that falls. When you're not a worshiper, the rain is not coming on your life. So you can't expect the word not to become void in your life. It will become void as long as you don't learn to worship. There can be no judgment quickened for you if you don't learn to worship. Why did God want Israel out of Egypt? So that they may worship. 
so that they may worship me on this mountain. God said, this is the sign of your deliverance, that you are a worshiper. If God's prophetic word of prosperity is coming to us and it does not make you a worshiper, forget it. Forget it. Because your ground is not being tilled. And the door to the opening says that there may be food in my storehouses, in my house. How is the food delivered? The food is delivered through the mouth of the servant. How is the rain poured? It is poured through the mouth of the servant of the Lord. And he continues to talk about devourers and so forth. And then he says, listen to what he says. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land. You see the land of a worshiper? It is delightful. It is delightful. Let's look at Paul quickly, and then we're going to release grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Mathregiza brada bashanda. Glory, glory, glory to God. And that word delightful is actually Eden. Edenic, Edenic land. It says you will you will become Eden. We do not get where we are today in life and in God by chance. We do not arrive here by luck. The things that we tell you we have done, we have been doing for years. You heard me tell you yesterday how when Pastor Raphael explained to me what the wood meant, I emptied my entire account. He, he's my witness. In fact, I, 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 I even showed, I even showed uh, 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 one of the brethren because he was asking me something and I showed him. I emptied my entire account. Why? Because we know, we know how to work with God. We know how to use unrighteous memon. We know where to find true riches. We know where to buy gold. We know where to buy clean garments. The Lord is not teaching us these things so that we can be hyped up and pumped up. No, it's for us to live. This is a life you must live. If you want to enter these dimensions that we are introducing you into by the Spirit of God, child of God, there's no other way. There's no other way. Let's look at Paul, and then we're going to pray. Tonight, me and Pastor Raphael will be praying specifically for those who throughout this entire, this entire uh, camp meeting, and those who upon the reception of the prophetic word of God for this year over their lives, 
we will be praying specifically over for i'm not praying for any other person if you are not in the number if you are not included you know yourself we are sorry this is not for you this is not for you remember the lord says i will do wonders this is how god is distinguishing those who follow him and those who don't you don't follow god by name you follow god by action you follow god by truth in your inward parts and that's what the spirit of god said we must do today there will be special judgments special graces that will be revealed i mean uh, released upon these individuals tonight a continuation of the inducing of the spirit see after tonight most of you most of you who fall under this category it will be easy for you to be induced when pastor rafael teaches you to, tomorrow about this methodology of induction it will be the easiest thing to tap into there is grace released there is grace released trust us trust us we are not lying to you god is our witness we are not lying to you hallelujah second corinthians chapter 8 keep holding on to egypt keep holding on to pharaoh like he's going to take care of you for the rest of your life keep holding on Ah, keep holding on <laughs> keep holding on you know what god says is because you did not regard my counsel he says when calamity strikes i will laugh at you i will laugh at you he says when calamity strikes i will laugh at you because when i spoke you turned a deaf ear when i spoke you turned a blind eye but calamity is close beloved children of god it is close it is close what we are doing, we are preparing God's people for Goshen. We are preparing God's people to enter into the ark. There in the ark, there is wine. There is wine. There's a special wine that is going to be released tonight. <laughs> Glory to God. A special wine, a special grace of the spirit that's going to be released tonight. Trust me. Trust me. We have not been lying to you for these past 26 uh, days. We are not about to lie to you. We are not dabbling. We're not groping in the dark. We're not claiming. We're not trying. We're not guessing. This is not guesswork we are doing. We're not hoping that, oh, oh, no, 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 no. No. This is definite, accurate knowledge of the spirit. When Moses went before Pharaoh, he wasn't guessing. He wasn't claiming. Uh, we surely aren't claiming to you. We surely aren't We're not faking anything. There's nothing to fake here. Because there's no glory to, to be gotten from this thing. But that the name of the Lord in your life may be exalted. That the word of the Lord in your life may be glorified. Chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. That means that this particular grace was in the church, churches of Macedonia and it was not present in other churches. Because other churches did not participate or did not connect to this grace. I told you, after Jesus purchased 
the riches, after you are slain to purchase the riches or to reclaim the riches, to receive the riches, those riches from him becomes grace. But that grace is not automatically gotten because there's a way the kingdom works. That grace must be bought. That in their affliction, in their trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty. It says their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. You're not even poor. But you don't have this grace. You may not have this grace, but you're not poor. For, let's look at this grace. For I bear witness that according to the ability, yes, beyond the ability, they were what? They were freely willing. And not only as we hope, or imploring the saints with much urgency, that we would receive the gift, the offering, and the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So we urged Titus as he had begun. So he would also complete this grace in you. What grace, this thing, grace, grace. What grace is this? But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in diligence, in prayer, I will edit, in fasting, in commitment to your church, in commitment to Bible reading, in your love for us, see also that you abound in this grace also. As you do all these other things that behooves you, see that you abound also in this grace. Hallelujah. Verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. So he says, the grace of the Lord Jesus is what? Is the grace to become rich. Is the grace to become rich. So there is such a grace that is mm, uh, 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 given to you to become rich. And he says the churches in Macedonia participated in this grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus is the grace of what? To become rich. And Paul says, I want you also to abound in this grace also. And then he begins talking about other things and what this grace is. Right? And in verse 9, he begins to go into it in detail. You see, when you read the Bible, you, you need to understand that it's written in such a way that you must figure out certain things. So you can see even in Paul's communication, he doesn't at first give it out. He goes and goes and goes, and then finally he gives it because he wants to wrap up this whole thing. Then he says, now concerning the ministering to the saints... It is superfluous for me to write to you. Then he says, I know your willingness and so forth, right? And I don't, it's not necessary for me to explain to you all these things. Then verse 6, but I say this, 
He who sows. There it is again. Where do you sow to? The ground, right? You don't, you don't sow your seeds upward. You sow your seeds downward. So he says, he who sows. So this grace has very much to do with what? Sowing. He who sows sparingly will also reap. He who sows bountifully will also reap. So let each one give. give. Do you see that? Do you see how you are bound in the grace? You do what? And what did we say that giving is according to the revelation? Is the buying. Therefore, let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. See, Paul calls it giving. Jesus calls it buying. Verse 8. And God, this is this grace that's coming on you tonight. The grace to become rich. And God is able to make all grace, all grace, all grace. Now it's not just this grace. It's all grace abound toward you. How? How? By giving. That you having all sufficiency in all things. In other words, you're content in all things. House, you're content. Car, you're content. Clothes, you're content. Watches, you're, whatever it is, you're content in all things. That's what it means, sufficient. It means contentment in all things. That's, the, that's what produces uh, that in your life. It's the grace. The grace. To be what? Content in all things. Sufficient in all things. And then he says, may have what? An abundance. The word there should actually be a super abundance. Because it means to super our abound. For every good work, as it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for eater, supply and multiply the seed. We know the seed is what? The offering, the word, the treasure. The bread is what? The provision. God supplies you this both. He says, may you what? May ye multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. There it is, beloved. We sow it from Jesus. We sow it from God in the Old Testament. And now we saw it from the Apostle Paul. Those are your three witnesses. That if you're going to have access into the grace for prosperity, for wealth, for riches, there's no other way. Prayer can't get you there. It can't. You can try your whole life. It can't get you there. There's only one thing that can get you there. He says you must redeem it. You must redeem your prosperity. The word of prosperity given you, you must redeem it. Why? Because redeeming it gives you access to grace. Pastor Raphael, right where you are, sir, please stand up. Let's minister to the people of God. Child of God, you have bought grace you have bought gold through your sacrificial offerings through seed sowing 
Tonight, the Lord has something special for you. Change that for me, Chris. It's called grace. All grace. The God who's able to make it abound is drawing near into your life with this all grace. Tonight, get ready to receive the grace to be rich. The grace to become wealthy. Lift up your hands right where you are. Lithranzo klapratai. Vrasanja bradola katre gizu brata sasha liki predie. Mana no trove bele shanze. Just pray, just pray, just pray for a few minutes. Give you a few minutes to pray. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Exceeding grace is coming upon your life tonight. Tonight we are anointing the offerings. We are rubbing them on oil. We are rubbing them on oil. My God, every offering you've given, <laughs> every offering you've given unto the Lord, tonight it is met with grace. It is met with all grace. The grace to become. The grace to become rich. Paul says we are, we are regarded as poor. But we make many rich. Tonight, by the anointing of God's Spirit, by the commandment of God's Spirit, oh, you are about to be made rich through this grace. You have been faithful. You have been obedient. God is remembering you this night. As we pray, as we release and minister to you this grace, the angels of God are moving swiftly, are moving swiftly. They are moving swiftly, swiftly in your direction, swiftly in your favor. Now set your attention on us and look on us, just as Peter said, look on us. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. We are going to give you something more than silver and gold. We are going to give you the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to give you the grace that will cause you to be sufficient in all things and abound in every good work. Yeah. Just set your gaze, set your gaze on us. And you watching me on the screen, set your gaze on me. Beloved brethren in Durban, set your gaze on Pastor Raphael and myself. Father, in the name of Jesus, you have spoken. And you have instructed that after we have taught your word, 
we demonstrate with your spirit and with your power. And tonight, in these 10 days of judgments, you have prepared a special grace to meet with all the offerings your people have given up to date. And you said, we must stretch forth and pronounce it upon them and decree it upon them. And that this grace will become a permanent part of the work of God in their life and in manifestation of the prosperity promise. So we yield and we obey you. And in the name of Jesus, we receive every offering, every worship, every sacrifice on behalf of Jesus. For he receives it where he is. And as authorized and commissioned servants of God, May your offerings become a pleasant aroma unto the Lord. And yes, the grace we spoke about, the gold we spoke about, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, receive it right now. We give it to you. By the command of the Spirit of God, we give it to you. Receive the grace of the Lord Jesus. Receive all grace. The grace to become. The gold to become. It is released upon your life. And may that grace induce all manner of spiritual operations in your life. May angels associated with this grace begin to operate in your life. And Father, may these offerings ascend by the fire of your spirit, by the fire of the spirit of the living God. Manto, gele gele, mama mama mai sapore, elingo ra ha 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 ha, samembre guta la kaprakila parabataila, salamai mo shalabradega sabradela sabradie. Imre sotola branza krabatea, bashanda matea, and give them wine to drink. Give them wine to drink. Give them wine to drink. The wine of the Spirit of God. Man shapratoya, melegrede geruketele krista dadadiata koda, bashkitela bronja, maligretozele krendo sakilabanda. Yes, right there where you are, child of God. Receive it. Lectura manda. Receive the grace, the grace of the Lord Jesus. Receive the gold. Mashanda, for you have purchased it. You have purchased it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Kapana. 
The Basataya, receive it, receive it, receive it. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. Woo! The word of the Lord is fulfilled. 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 It has come to pass. It has come to pass. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. Come on, come on. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. It has come to pass. It has come to pass. Stop praying and sing. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. 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 It has come to pass. It has come to pass. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. There's fire rising. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. It has come to pass. It has come to pass. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. The word of the, sing it like you believe it. Sing it like you've received it. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. It has come to pass. It has come to pass. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. 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 It has come to pass. It has come to pass. No, no, no. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. 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 It has come to pass. It has come to pass. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. 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 
the word of the Lord is fulfilled. It has come to pass. It has come to pass. Oh, Sharamande, just drink, 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 drink of the spirit. I said, don't pray, sing. <coughs> don't pray, sing. Don't pray, sing. It's not time to pray now. It's time to sing. To sing the songs of victory. To sing the songs of the Lord. <coughs> the word of the Lord is fulfilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink. The word is fulfilled. Word of the Lord is fulfilled. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. He has come to pass. To pass. Word of the Lord is fulfilled. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. The word of the Lord, we are drinking, Lord. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. It has come to pass. It has come to pass. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. There's an anointing of the Spirit of God in this place. There's an anointing of the Spirit of God right where you are. Keep singing, keep singing, stand up, stand up, shut with your legs, shut with your feet, shut with your hands, stand up, shut with your mouth, it has come to pass, the word of the Lord is fulfilled, drink, drink of the wine, drink of the wine, ay, 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 Stand up, stand up right where you are. Stand up, get off your bed. Get off your child couch. Stand up and sing the song of the Lord. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. It has come to pass. in fulfilled promises in manifested promises the word of the Lord is fulfilled the word of the Lord has come to pass it has come to pass do you see it it has come to pass hallelujah hallelujah he that goes forth bearing precious seed weeping shall doubtlessly come again with joy and sheaves in his hands glory 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 we are leading captivity captive we are singing the songs of the lord the songs of victory the word of the lord has come to pass hallelujah hallelujah oh my god the word of the lord is fulfilled 
The word of the Lord is fulfilled. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. It has come to pass. It has come to pass. For the last time. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. Heal my heart. The word of the Lord is fulfilled. My God, my God. My God, my God. God is about to show and tell his story. God is about to show his testimonies in your lives. God is about to show his testimonies in your life. He's about to show forth. There's a story to tell. The story of how God manifested his word in your life. Yes, you will tell it. You will tell it in your household. You will tell it in your town. You will tell it in your city. You will tell it in your nation. You will tell it to the nations of the earth. For the Lord does not lie. He will not relent he's not a man and yes what he has promised has come to pass hallelujah the word of the lord is fulfilled it has come to pass work has done a marvelous thing and it is wonderful it is wonderful in our (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, he's done it. <laughs> oh, go away, go away, go away, go away. Oh, go away. Oh, go away, go away, go away. My God. Oh, Jesus. It's not time to pray. It's not time to pray. You laugh. You laugh. When the word of the Lord is fulfilled, you laugh. <laughs> you know, some of us respond wrongly. We respond wrongly. I don't care anymore, Lord. I'm drinking. <laughs> Is there business, Lord? I'm drinking. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> 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 
My God. of the Lord. It's yours. It's yours. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Drunk men don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care who's what. <laughs> we're drinking. We're, we're drinking the wine, the wine of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Aleluya. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Well, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> praise the Lord. Glory. See, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah